Welcome to episode 28 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you're well. I am doing excellent. I am in the process of a major shift. I am in the process of a major transition for the better, and I couldn't be happier about it. I hope that we are all constantly looking for ways to upgrade our lives and to level up. Y'all know I'm all about that Sierra level up challenge, okay? That got to be the best challenge we had so far. Level up. So I want to start in, you know, in the midst of talking about doing better for ourselves, working hard for ourselves, upgrading ourselves. I just wanted to touch on the religion and God subjects, because this to me is one of the major things that we are having a problem letting go of. It is time to level up. All right. Um, I I understand, though, Um, I for those who don't know. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness, which is a form of Christianity. They believe everything that normal Christians believe. They just don't celebrate holidays, birthdays, and they don't believe in passing around collection plates. Um, But everything else is the same. So I grew up in that. I'm talking about three days a week at the Kingdom Hall, theocratic ministry school, Bible study, um, you know, Sunday, all that. I mean, knocking door to door, that was me all day. So I want to, I said that because I I, I always want to make sure that no one feels as though I am speaking in a condescending way. That's extremely important to me because I know if I feel as though someone is speaking condescending to me, your message will be null and void. I will not listen. I will not respect it because I don't like being talked down to that way. So I like to share certain aspects of myself with you all just so you know. I'm not saying this like, oh, y'all stupid people still believe in that. I'm saying it as I used to believe it too. I used to be involved in it too. And I am showing you there is life after Christianity. That's going to be the name of this episode life after christianity there is life after it there is life after the bible and there is life after church remember the church the kingdom hall it's just a building if you enjoy the fellowship the fellowship is in the people okay i think that sometimes you know we hold on to that religion we hold on to that church because we feel like without it we lose our friends and family that are involved in the religion but if you really if you really believe in your christianity and if you really feel as though if you were to say i am no longer a christian i no longer believe that if you feel like you would lose people in your church or lose friends then how um, you know, then how strong is the religion? Because I thought that you're supposed to, you know, take people as they are. And, but I feel as though that's the main reason is that people are afraid to turn away from Christianity because they feel as though their friends or family will be turned away from them, which that says a lot. That's very culty. Um, once I freed myself from religion, I, I hum- it was a humbling experience because Christianity is a narcissistic religion. It's a religion that says, I'm blessed. I'm favored. If you don't believe what I believe, you're going to burn in hell and I'm going to heaven. I get the miracles. God favors me. And for the rest of y'all that don't know about Christianity or don't believe in it, you're on your own. What kind of religion is that? You know what I'm saying? What kind of decision is that to say, if you don't believe in this, you're going to burn for eternity? Uh... I'm good on that. Okay, so 
what happens is we want to view God in this figurative form. We want to give God a name. We want to give God a face. We want to give God a gender because that narcissism that develops in that religion says that God's going to be the way I think it should be. If I have a name, if I have a gender, if I had a beginning, if I have an end, then God must too. Okay, the narcissism is saying that, oh, I know that this is true. And not being able to say, you know what? The truth is, I could be wrong. The truth is, maybe there are holes in this story. The truth is, maybe there are certain things we don't know. Maybe there are certain things I'll never understand. Christianity does not allow people to say things like that. Christianity says, it's my way or the highway. Christianity says, you either believe this or you burn. All right. So you have to really think about the bigger picture. What are you really saying when you belong to this religion? So, you know, I've touched on this before, but it's so important that I want to touch on it again, because this is all extremely simple. See, we turn to these Bibles and all these stories written by people you've never met, written by people that you can't vet. You don't know their credentials. You don't know their morals. You don't know their agenda. This book has been translated God knows how many times, okay? But that's what you want to put your trust and belief in. You want to sit and play these games in this Bible, playing on all these words about what really means what, and this doesn't really mean that, and this is okay, and that's not okay. Why go through all that? It's not even that serious, okay? You making things way more complicated than it got to be. You could say, you know what? I'm good on church. I'm good on the Bible. My conscience tells me everything I need to know on whether it's right or wrong. Okay, now this got to be the most important part of this whole show this week. Before anyone does anything, they know whether they are right or wrong. Now, you can say all day that that's not the case, but it is. That's why people lie about things. That's why people hide things. That's why people keep things in a a certain way because they know when they're wrong. Now, will people admit that openly? Not always, but you know. If I'm gonna say it like this: you as an African, you are blessed with you are blessed with um, elite consciousness, and the reason being is because your melanin, your hair, it works as conductors of electricity. So you feel everything. You will feel bad if you do something wrong. You will feel good if you do something good. That does not lie. Your conscience never, ever, ever, ever will steer you wrong. The Bible may steer you wrong. The church may steer you wrong. Okay, but your conscience never will and your conscience that's god okay you breathing that is god god is that force of life that is within all living things it is not just in us it is in the plants it is in the animals it is in the water that is god it's what keeps everything alive it is an energy your bible says that god has no beginning and no end guess what also has no beginning and no end energy That's what it really is. Okay. When we look at what God is, what happens when a hurricane comes? There is nothing any human can say or do to stop it. There's nothing that anyone can say or do to lessen its blows. When you have a tsunami tidal wave come, there is nothing you can do to stop that tidal wave. 
When that rain comes down, there's nothing you can do to stop it. That nature, that energy, that is God. And it's so beautiful. When, when we see the animals automatically know how to raise and nurse their young, that is God. And it's such an amazing thing. It's such an amazing thing to know that there is not one single figurative God in heaven. That God is in fact everywhere. Okay. God is in fact everywhere. What an amazing feeling. God is inside of me right now. Wow. When I look in the mirror, I get to see God. Wow. When I want to talk to God, I just open my mouth. Wow. I don't have to have any middleman. I don't have to make any donations. I don't have to take no communion or anything like that. Okay. And that's the beauty of it. All right. There, there, there is not a devil. If you look at what the devil represents in Christianity, it represents corruption, poverty, hunger, war. Okay, so who is who is behind all poverty, war, and hunger now? Who is behind it? You know who's behind it? White men. There's no devil going around wreaking havoc on people. The devil is white men. If you look at what your Bible, what your church tells you the devil does, that's everything white the white man does. The white man, <laughs> you know, um, to say that, okay, I'm a Christian, so therefore I'm getting granted favor and you're burning in hell. That's not fair. Nor does that sound like something a loving God would do. Okay, what about the people that don't know about the Bible? What about the people that don't have access to one? What about the people that have never heard of Christianity in life? What about the people who have no access to church or missionaries? And so are you saying they're going to burn in hell? But see, what Christianity does, which adds to the narcissism, then they make up a reason of why what they're saying is okay. Uh, so in one hand, I'm going to say that you all are burning in hell and I'm going to heaven. But then I'm going to say, when I realize that sounds super bad, I'm going to say, well, God knows your heart and God will spare you if he knows your heart. And I'm like, you know what? I realize something. I'm going to start handling things the Christian way. Okay. And let, let's see how, when somebody be like, hey, six, can I borrow $20? You know what I'm going to say? God knows my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I say this all the time. Like, I'm dead serious. Hey, sis, can I get a ride to work? I'm going to pray about that. Oh, that's not a, that's not a real answer now. <laughs> hey, sis, I was wondering, could you watch my kids for me tonight? You know what? Put it in God's hands. Oh, now that's not a good enough answer. <laughs> okay, so... You know, God is the energy. God is science. I, you know, some people will say, oh, I survived this situation. So that's how I know God is real. Honey, that's science. It's nothing but a game of science, physics, and probability. It's a numbers game. There's always a probability that you may have survived something, but you survived because the physics of the situation, maybe something missed your head or a bullet didn't hit you or, you know, scientifically you may have overcome some illness that was supposed to take you out but science just played the fact in, in in the factor that everyone will have something they will survive and everyone will have something that they won't it's a matter of when your time is and when it's going to happen that's not that god decided to save you and let someone else die that's not god that's science that just happened to be the way things were going in your body once your body is created there's no one else necessarily condemned 
conducting it. It's just God's energy inside of you and you go about your life. The things that you eat, stress, different environmental things that you are exposed to will affect how you can or cannot combat an illness or disease. God is not, if if God is what you all say he is, then that would mean that he would favor everyone. Okay, if God, if you want to say in one hand, God is take me as I am, that would mean that God would not be condemning anyone to hell. It would mean that everyone would be going to heaven and he would favor and save everybody. That is extremely selfish to believe that you have a God that chooses to favor you and disfavor someone else. Bad things happen to people because of greedy people, because of bad people. Okay, some people get spared just because that's the way that situation played out. So it's a and so you know it's funny because Christianity preaches humility, but the reality is you do not gain that humility until you let that Christianity go. Christianity is boastful. Christianity is proud. Okay, so the whole thing is a walking contradiction. So if you need a book to tell you what's right and what's wrong, then I don't know what to tell you. Then you may just need to simply connect yourself deeper uh, within your roots. Because like I said before, you as a melanated African are naturally inclined to have an elite sense of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? You read the Bible and the Bible is like, do not steal, do not murder. Duh! (laughs) I hate when people say that. Like, I read the Bible because it, keeps you in line and it tells you right from wrong so you needed a bible to tell you that it's wrong to murder so you needed a bible to tell you to love others the way you love yourself you know what i'm saying like think about what you really saying the bible will put the most obvious shit like oh it it has prophecies in the last days, children will be disobedient to parents. There will be earthquakes. There will be what? Stop giving me this general shit and talking about it was a prophecy. It ain't no damn prophecy. Kids been bad for thousands of years. <laughs> earthquakes have been happening for millions of years. Okay, and then you tell me that this is a damn prophecy. It's an insult to my intelligence. And it ain't just Christianity. You know, it's it's um it's uh it's being a Muslim as well, it's being a Catholic as well, Mormon, all religion, poo-poo, foo-foo, throw it away. Now, the beautiful thing is that whenever you whenever you gather that many spiritually inclined Africans under one roof, guess what happens regardless? The ancestors are showing up. So what happens is people get in church and they say, No, I feel God. I feel feel the spirit no honey you feel your ancestors okay you got a bunch of black people that are spiritually inclined jumping around and singing and spewing out positive energy that's like breeding that's like how to catch an ancestor (laughs) okay when they see that going on they coming that's what you're feeling christianity ain't nothing but a play on african spirituality when we talk about drinking blood and in and eating eating flesh and you know baptism with water and prayer that ain't nothing but african spirituality just in a european disgusting form in a distorted retarded form in a twisted form that instead uses it to keep you docile because it's always the Christian people that say, 
um, two rights don't make a wrong. It's always the Christian people that say, we're all humans. It's always the Christian people that say, love is love. It's always the Christian people that say, love has no color. Everything detrimental to us as a people. Okay? So that's what it's doing to your mind. Making you hold on to dreams. We're grown. I'm grown. Don't sell me no dream. Keep it a thousand with me. Okay, so the truth is, if I don't get off, off my butt and put this work in, I'm not going to have these results. I have yet to see where I sit and God just comes down and give me what I want. No, I had to put that work in. So you mean to tell me I'm supposed to put all this work in and do all this and then say, I'm nothing without Jesus. Jesus did it all. Hell no, I did that. I did that. That's such a finesse. Like, faith without works is dead. So basically, that's, that's, that's the way of finesse for the church and God to say that uh, you did all the work, but it was because of me that it, that it, that it worked out. Hell no. Finesse. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start having people accomplishing things and then being like, hey, hey, hey. Give me my credit because yes, you did the work, but faith without work is dead. Call me pastor six, the goddess baby. And let me get my freaking million dollars. Let me Joel Osteen on y'all. Okay. Let me get me a few yachts and a few boats just to sell you dreams. Okay. You want to, you want to make a killing sell dreams. That's how them pastors get rich. That's how Disney get rich. The, you make the most money off of intangible things. So if you selling a dream, that's pure profit. You ain't have to put no money into this. You had to put no money into it and all you get is profit back. And I can sit here and tell you that even though you put all that work in and busted your ass, that the reason why you have that is because of Jesus and because of your donations to the church. And that's why. Man, listen, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? Our parents, their parents, Christianity was all they had. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is they thought that Christianity was all they had. But the reality is all they had was each other. What got them through was not the Christianity. It was the fellowship. It was the people. Okay, so with them, you'll probably never be able to convince the old people that Jesus is not real. You'll probably never be able to get them to lead a church. And that's fine. Let them die in peace. Okay, let them have that. You know what I'm saying? But what's our excuse? God is not granting one favor to another. The God is about science, physics, and, and probability. If you remember nothing else, just remember that I said that. Okay, if you take nothing else from that, take that. And, and before y'all get mad and get upset with me and send me hate mail, I want you to really sit down and meditate on what I just said, all right? Don't knock it until you meditate on it. On another note, so I got a lot of feedback about my episode, I'm sorry, about the segment last week. Well, I guess it technically was the whole episode about you know, proper ways to approach women. And a lot of the feedback was like, wow, I never even knew that. I never even thought of it, about it that way. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. Wow, no one's ever broken it down for me like that. So I'm happy because I would like to see black dating be more effective um, 
in 2018 because it seems like a lot of us are playing around we're kind of like I think serial dating has become a thing where people just like go on on dates and ha ha and kiki but they know damn well that they have nothing to necessarily contribute or they know good and well that they're not just they're not ready for a relationship I think everyone feels as though there's always something better something better and it's like everyone's so afraid to miss out on something. I think that we really need to be more focused on healthy-minded Africans partnering up with other healthy-minded Africans and nation-building, legacy-building, building generational wealth. This casual sex, you know, all the relationship stuff without relationship commitment, it's really detrimental to us because now everyone is, everyone has trust issues now, um... Now, everyone has all the souls and energy from all these people that they have sucked in and they can't figure out why they are having problems building healthy relationships. Everyone has soul ties to someone now. All this casual sex relationships and dating um, is doing nothing positive. And once you are able to link up with someone who is on the same page of building like you are, I mean, what else are you really looking for? You know, unless you're trying to fulfill multiple sexual desires with multiple people. And that's definitely not healthy, both physically, spiritually, and mentally, all three of those. So I just want us to kind of focus. Now, on a lighter note, (laughs) I wanted to share a funny story. Like, what is your worst first date experience. Think about what your worst first date experience is. If you call in, share some of your first, uh, your bad first date experiences. I have a horrible first date experience story that I want to (laughs) share. And it's hilarious. And I wish you guys could see me because I, I am animated when I tell a story. All right. So boom. I'm going to start the story out like a New Yorker. All right, so boom, kid, right? All right, son. So, <laughs> so me and my sister decided to go out one night. Hold on, let me take a drink of water because I need to lubricate my throat in order to really tell this story. <laughs> okay, so me and my sister went out one night. Uh, we were having a great time. Um... <laughs> We were like, we were standing and all, I, we were standing next to each other. We were having a glass of wine with me and her talking. And then all of a sudden I felt someone like close to me. So I look over and there's this guy like in my face. And he's, when I say he was like invading my personal space, I was like, whoa. So I looked over and I was like, oh, I was like, uh, hi. And he was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, I'm fine. And so I kind of thought he looked corny because it's like, I don't like when people do the most with their outfits. Like, I am definitely all about simplicity. I like simple, classic, solid. So he, I was kind of thrown off. I should have just stuck to my first mind because my first mind said he's doing the most with his outfit. So I should have known that he would be a doing the most kind of person in general. So... <laughs> So we get to talking and everyone tells me that I can be mean. So I'm trying to be nice because I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to return to my feminine grace. 
I'm trying to not be so bitchy sometimes, but I definitely have that side of me where it's just like, don't mess with me. That's my thing. I'm just like, don't mess with me. If you don't mess with me, I don't mess with you. We won't have no problems. We won't have no issue. Everything will be fine. Now, once you mess with me, then I turn crazy. And I hate that. So, therefore, I'm trying to change my life. And I'm trying to be nicer. I'm trying to be more approachable. And I'm trying to not bite people's heads off. So, when he asks for my number, my sister looks at me and she nudges me like, give him the number. He's being nice. You know, he's, he made you laugh. So, I'm like, okay, let me give him the number. I give him the number. And um, so, the next day, he calls me in the morning and... He's talking. He calls me in the morning and he's talking. And I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all how he talks. And I, I was I was I don't even remember what he was saying at first when we got on the phone because I was just trying to figure out why are you talking like that. I'm just gonna give you an example of how he was talking. So he calls and he's like, Good morning. I hope you're having an excellent, excellent morning. I hope that today you're feeling positive. I hope that prosperity is coming to you this morning, all right? You know, I'm doing fine myself. I just woke up, you know, I just ate some breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Made some eggs, made some toast, all right? I'm pumped. I'm ready to... So he's talking like that. So I'm like... So he's... All I hear is... Wah, 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 wah. I'm thinking to myself, why are you talking like that? He's like, yeah. Um, so then so then I'm paying attention to what he's saying because now I'm over trying to figure out why he's talking that way because he keeps talking that way and maybe that's just the way he talks and that's just what it is. So then he's telling me about how he prefers to call me because texting is so um, impersonable and he, he's, he's just, he's dying to get to know me. He's like, I, I just want to get to know you. I just want to hear your voice. In a text message, I can't, I can't really hear your tone. I, I can't really communicate with you. The way I want to communicate in a text message. Okay. So I'd rather call you so that, you know, we can, we can really connect. So I'm like, okay. And once again, I'm just smiling and nodding and going with it. I'm like, whatever. I'm not, whatever. I don't have time for this. So, um, okay. So then I was like, uh, I gotta go to work. Bye. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I gotta go. Like, this is fun and all, but it was like he was just running his mouth the whole time. I couldn't even get a word in. Like, I would try to say something, and he would talk right over me like, you know, that's a good point. And I like that you said that. And and I was like, okay, clearly he's one of those people that just likes to hear his own voice, and he is not interested in hearing anything I have to say. So I was like, uh, I got to go to work. So I got off the phone with him. So then, like, he, he throughout the day, he called me maybe two or three times. And he, so then he's like, I'm just checking on you to see how your day is going. I'm like, okay. So then I got off work and that evening he's like, he texts me and he's like, let me know when's a good time to call you tonight because I want to play a game with you. So I'm like, what the hell? What are you, Saul? So he calls me that night and he's like, oh, um, we're going to play a game. You're going to ask me a question and then I'm going to ask you a question. And we're going to ask, you're able to ask whatever you want and we both have to answer it honestly. So immediately I'm thinking in my head, corny. But once again, I'm trying to be nice. So I didn't say that because the old me would have said that. The old me with no filter would have been like, that's corny and that's stupid and I'm not playing that game. Let's just have a regular conversation like human beings. But I didn't say that. I just went along with it to play the stupid corny game. So we were on the phone playing the game. 
And then I quickly began to catch on. I'm like, hmm, why? Who has time to sit on the phone all day the way this man is trying to make me sit on the phone with him? So after playing the game for a while, for like 30 minutes, I was like, uh... Okay, well, I, I got to go. I was like, I, I got to make dinner. I'm tired. I'm like, I'm not really the over-the-phone kind of person. You know, if you want to talk, we can definitely link up and talk face-to-face. But I, I'm not that person that likes to just sit for hours with a phone glued to my face. And then I started peeping game because... What some men will do, ladies, I'm just going to put you up on game with this. There are some men that if if he's doing too much, because it has to be a balance. So if he's doing too much of this whole getting to know you thing, normally what they're doing is they're trying to talk your ear off to make you comfortable with them so that when they do see you in person, they're going to try to have sex with you and you'll feel as though he really likes you or you will already be so comfortable or know so much about him because he's going to make sure that within the first day or two in conversation that you know about his parents, his family, his goals, aspirations, because he wants you to be comfortable with him because when he sees you, he's going to attempt to have sex with you and he will know that you will be more likely to do it because you will feel like well I know him well you know he's gotten to know me you'll feel like that so I was already kind of suspicious like you're doing too much it's not even that serious it's been two days and you're being all deep and then he was saying stuff like you also got to be careful about men that are trying to sell themselves because um Good things sell sell on their own. They don't need someone to push it into your hand. A man who is really about his business will not have to exp- tell you what he's about. And he kept saying things like, yeah, I'm the kind of guy where when you're in the kitchen cooking, I come up behind you and wrap my arms around you and kiss you on the neck. And I'm, so I did myself, shut up. I don't care about... You're the kind of guy that does that. I don't want you to be the kind of guy that does that. I want you to do things to me because you're attracted to me and you like me. And this is what you want to do to me. Not this is what you do to everyone. That's basically what you're saying. You're the kind of guy that does that. I'm like, I'm the So I'm the kind of person, what I'm thinking and what I'll say will be different at this point in my life. Because again, I'm trying to filter myself and be more mannerable. So... I am out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. In my head, I'm like, shut up. If you tell me one more thing about the type of guy you are, shut up. I don't care about you telling me what kind of guy you are. The kind of man you are is going to show with time and consistency. So he kept going on and on about the kind of guy he is. So finally, I just said it. But I said it in a nice way. I was like, sweetie, it's really not, you know, I I forgot the exact way I worded it, but I was like, um, it's really not working for me how you're trying. I said, it sounds like you're on a commercial about yourself. I was like, I really am not interested in hearing you talk about the kind of guy you are. I was like, you could tell me anything. Time and consistency and patterns will tell me the kind of guy you are. There's nothing you can tell me to convince me that you're a good guy. I don't care what you're saying. I will make that determination as time progresses. So this is when I knew I was right about him being the kind of guy that plays that game that wants to get to know you very quickly, quote unquote, get to know you, quote unquote, 
Because once again, you're not really getting to know someone. You're just remembering the information they chose to share with you. So at this point is when I knew the game he was playing. So he was like, well, that's not true. There's people that you can meet immediately and you can have a connection and it's just undeniable. And I'm like, yeah, I said, that's that's cool in the fairy tales and movies. I said, but like I said, patterns, time, consistency, that is the truth. Nothing else tells you anything. That's the only thing that tells you. So I could tell he was getting frustrated, like, damn it, she's too damn smart. So I'm playing a game because at this point, the Virgo in me came out. And Virgo, we're we're mental players. We love playing chess of the mind because we are extremely over-analytical. We're definitely overthinkers. So now it's fun to me because I'm like, oh, okay, he really thinks I'm an idiot. So now I'm going to beat you mentally. Now this has become personal. Now, now... Let's play a game since you are Mr. Saul. So so then I tell him, like, hey, you know, I'm not interested in hearing about that. You know, if you want to talk, you know, we can talk face to face. So um, so then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to plan a date for us. I'm like, cool. So then he hits me back later and he's like, you know, I was going to do the whole cliche thing that everyone else does. And I was going to... Um, take you to dinner he's like but instead I'd rather make you dinner so so once again in my mind in my mind it was like hell no I don't know you like that I don't want to I don't want you to make me dinner I want you to take me to dinner what the hell I don't even know you making dinner is extremely intimate that's like maybe a fourth or fifth date thing but we have mutual friends, so I know that he's not going to, like, chop me up into pieces. So that's the only reason why I was like, okay, let me just let the man make me dinner. Let me be more open-minded. I'm like, maybe I am too mean. Maybe I am overthinking this. Let me just let things flow. So I agreed to let him make, let me, uh, I agreed to let him make dinner for me. Now the next day comes, and he hits me up, and he's like, so the, the next day is when he said he was going to make the dinner for me. So then he's, he hits me up around lunchtime and he's like hey um I'm running late (laughs) he's like I'm running late at work I'm gonna be here a little bit longer than I thought I'm not gonna have time and and I swear to y'all I know y'all when I when I continue with this story y'all are gonna think that I made this up you're gonna think that this is a joke and this is a part of a movie or something but I swear to God on my mother and y'all know how I am about my queen on my mother this happened so (laughs) he goes I'm running I'm running late at work and I'm not gonna have time to stop by the grocery store to get the things I need to make you dinner tonight so if I send you a grocery list would you mind picking up a few things that I need to make the dinner I was something in my head hell no but then he was like um whatever you buy I'll give you the money back don't worry about it you know what I'm saying whatever you spend you know, you'll get it right back. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever. So at, so then I also had another red flag come up because I'm like, uh-uh, honey. The fact that you're asking me to come out my pocket in any way, shape, or form, I don't care if you're giving it back. How is this? How did this turn into, can I take you on a date to me having, who wants to go grocery shopping on a first date? This is not fun. If we're having a first date and you want to get to know me, I want to dress up. I want to get pretty. I want to put some makeup on. I want to go somewhere. Now, somehow, I got to stop by Publix. But again, I'm trying to be nice. And I'm trying to be open-minded. So, I was like, um, yeah, okay. 
I go to the store. I get this stuff. I go to his house. I pull up to um, his building. I call him and I'm like, I think I'm in front of your house. I was like, uh, can you come out, you know, and come get the groceries? He goes, okay, no problem. So I then sit there and I, I look over on the passenger seat to get start getting my stuff out of the passenger seat. I turn back around. Do you know this fool is... So I, I turn back around to open my door to get the car. As I turn around, I see this man. This fool comes out the door with a pair of gray thin shorts. Okay, like just these, like, I don't even want to say they're basketball shorts because they were thinner than basketball shorts. So I'm not sure exactly what you call these things. So he has these little gray drawers, basically, like little gray panties looking things on with a pair of Aldo boots and no shirt. Fully oiled chest. So I turn around. I'm like, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So this looks like the beginning of a cheap porno. So now I'm thinking in my head, what the? This nigga got to be crazy. He got to be crazy. There's no way. Why do you have on boots, shorts, and no shirt? So I open the door and I'm giving him the look like, uh... So he's like, what? Aren't you going to give me a hug? (laughs) So I was like, no. I was like, I don't feel comfortable hugging you because you don't have on a shirt. So then he's like, oh, come on, give me a hug. So I proceed to give him the most churchiest of church hugs ever. Okay. And I like patted his shoulder like, "Eh, do not get too close to me because you're full of baby oil on your chest. And I don't want an oil spot on my shirt. Okay. So I'm like, uh, yeah, so the groceries are in the trunk. So he gets the groceries, we go in the house. So when we're as we're walking in the house, I guess one of his little neighbors was passing by. His neighbor was like, oh, what up, bruh? And so he looks at him, he's like, what up? And giving him a look like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? She coming over. I wanted to say so bad. Um, excuse me. I don't know what look this is he's giving you. He is not, this is not anything sexual, please. Because Negroes will do that. They will set that. I'm like, did he set this up for his little friend to see me going into his apartment? So the way he said, his friend was like, oh, what up, bro? And he's like, oh, what up? Like, yeah. Uh-uh. What you saying that yeah for? I don't know why you saying yeah like that. That's what I'm saying in my head, guys. I'm not saying that out loud. Because, again, I'm trying to change my life. So in my head, I'm like, oh, hell no. I don't know why he's saying yeah like that. He ain't getting a fuck thing from me. But. I said nothing. I remained in my feminine grace and I said nothing at all. So I walk in the house and it's like 40 degrees in the house. And I'm just like, why is it so cold in here? Okay. So I was thrown off by that because I'm like, you're weird. You're like shirtless with shorts, boots, and you keep your house 40 degrees. Are you hot or are you cold? So I go sit down. He has his chair like by the kitchen and I go sit down and I'm sitting on the tip of the chair. Y'all ever seen the meme of the fox where it's like when you go to someone's house and you're not comfortable and the fox on the edge of the chair. If you ever seen that meme, that's how I was sitting. (laughs) So now this is the other thing. This fool got candles lit 
and he has the best of Drew Hill playing in the background with the AC on 40, with no shirt on, with baby oil, with no draws on. Okay, and I know he had no draws on because when I walked behind him, his ass crack was hanging out the gray panties. So I'm like, wow, this nigga is dead ass serious. So now I'm like, let the games begin because I'm like, I'm pissed at this point because I'm like, wow, nigga, you really think somebody came over here to give you some coochie? You crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope this nigga don't touch me. Because if he lays a finger on me, I'm going to stab him with that steak knife I see sitting on the kitchen counter. And I was and I'm dead serious, guys. I'm dead serious. I was praying to the ancestors like, please don't let him touch me. Please, God, please. So I'm look. so then he he hands me the glass of wine, a glass of wine, and I'm like scared to drink it because I'm like, I'm 98 percent sure there is roofies in this glass because you seem extremely sure that you are getting lucky today. So I'm I'm fake drinking the wine where you just kind of hold it and talk so it looks like you've drank some. So he's making a dinner and I'm on my phone because I'm terrified because I'm like, please don't let me have to murk this nigga today. So he stops making the dinner, right? And then he starts walking towards me. He's like, I got to talk to you about something. So I'm like, oh, hell no. What you got to talk to me about? So he's like, so then he gets, now I'm sitting down in this lazy boy type chair, okay? So I'm sitting there and he gets on his knees and starts like, I don't even know what you call it when you're walking on your knees, but he starts like coming towards me on his knees. And I'm like, my eyes are about to pop out my head because I'm like, what is happening right now? So he starts coming towards me. He's like, he's like, I really am thankful for you coming tonight. You look so good. Okay. And the fact that I'm able to cook a meal for you is just, it means so much to me. And I know that you feel what I feel. I'm, and I'm not lying, y'all. This is dead ass how he talks. I know it sounds crazy. I swear to you, this is how he talks. He's like, I know that there's no denying that you feel the way I feel. You feel that? You feel that electricity between us? So I'm going to give you a few rules for tonight. The number one rule is I want you to relax. I don't want you to do anything. It's all about you this evening. The second rule is I don't want you to hold back. Whatever it is that you feel, I want you to go with it. Because I know for a fact that you're feeling what I feel right now. And then starts like inching in towards me like to kiss me or something. So I grab him by the throat and I'm like, I'm going home. I was like, you are disgusting. Can I please have the $50 that I spent on dinner for tonight? So he looks floored. Okay. He looks like he is completely shocked. (laughs) He does not know what to say. And he is beside himself. So he's like, what? 
what, what's wrong? I said, I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm not going to explain what is wrong. We both know what is wrong. You tried it. Nice try. I'm, I'm insulted that you insulted my intelligence to this level to play these kind of games with me. I said, you wasted my time and your time. And I don't know what you thought this was, but you have me mistaken. Now, can I have my money? Oh, uh, uh, I, 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 I forgot to stop by the ATM. I'm like, I said, nigga, I said, this is what I said. You're a sexual predator. I said, wow, you really have all this down to a science. You have this whole plan of how you get in women's pants. I said, you probably been eating for free all week. You probably have a different woman that you invite over every night with this same system that you tried to run on me. And you probably invite her over and turn on that Jodeci and have the wine and make her dinner with groceries that she bought and then get in her pants. And before you know it, she forget to even get her grocery money back from you. You don't got dinner and some coochie and you ain't have to lift a finger to do it. I said, you know what? Have my money by tomorrow. Have a good night. And that was it. And then the next day came, he ain't called me. So I called him the day after that. And I was like, uh, I'm waiting for my money. And I said, if you ain't got my money, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Damn. So you tripping like that? Hell yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I want my $50 today. I don't care what you got to do, who you got to borrow it from, what it is. I want my money. Like I said, I don't want to go here with you. But you're taking me here. I was like, so have my money by today, period. Needless to say, 30 minutes later, my cash app went off. Oh, that's what I thought. Because my nigga, I will go back to the old me temporarily to avenge myself. So I'm sitting there like, wow. Like, And, and the, the saddest, most scariest part about it was this has to work on all the women you've tried this on because you were a little bit too confident and you were a little bit too good with this system. You got this system down pat. <laughs> he been eating for free all week. You, are you serious? So you don't convince these women to buy groceries and bring it to you to cook it so you can eat and then you dick them down. They don't even realize they out of their money and out their coochie. Baby, you cannot trick a grown-ass woman out her vagina. It don't work like that. If a grown-ass woman give you her vagina, trust and believe it's because she wanted to. There's nothing you can say or do to trick her out of it. I was appalled. <laughs> what a finesse. Yeah, I'm running a little bit late. So, do you mind stopping to the grocery store? Are you serious? Man, get out of here. I'm willing to challenge anybody that I got the worst first date story ever. So did y'all see the post that LeBron James put up where he was like, um, colored women are the most powerful. There's nothing like colored women. Now, I, okay, I respect that he tried. However, pay attention to the verbiage there. Colored women, what does that mean? So is he basically saying any woman besides white women or is he saying just black women because I saw a lot of women like a lot of black women like yes tell them black girl magic and I'm like hold up he didn't say black women he said colored women okay so 
that could mean yellow women, brown women, tan women, olive women. So first of all, but anyway, so most people took it as black women. So, so we're going to go on that. So, you know, all the, uh, so all the Caucasians were coming through with the caucasity to be like, oh, it's about all women. Oh, it should be all women are powerful, not just black women, yada, 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 yada. And I want to break that down because this is something that we hear all the time. And I want to make it very clear on the real reason of why that's some BS. It's some BS because white people, especially white women, do not need to create their own specific campaigns or be endorsed by a specific person to build their self-esteem to have their beauty be accepted their beauty is not attacked white women were saying things like oh well if i was to say that white women are the most powerful then i'd be racist then it'd be a problem and it's like listen listen white girl Your everyday life promotes you. We are all forced to look at y'all everywhere. They put y'all in all the magazines, all the billboards. You all are all over TV. Sometimes I scroll through Netflix and I'm I'm like, ugh, I don't want to watch any of this stuff because all this stuff is like Caucasian, 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 Caucasian with a very few black movies and black shows. So, Y'all, for, for white people to say things like, oh, well, if if we have white girl rocks or white girl magic, you know what? You don't need to have white girl rocks because white girl rocks is everywhere all over the globe. And that's that white brattiness, that white spoiled entitlement. OK, that's what that is like. Oh, well. If white girl, listen, y'all are everywhere. Black women have to be endorsed by our own people. Black women have to have our own campaigns because we are attacked. Everything about us is attacked. Our skin, our hair, our, you know, all of that stuff. So it's like, if people can't understand that, that's why I'm just like, okay, we have to just totally block them out because it, they're not understanding the the facts behind why this is okay and why it would not be okay, Sarah, for you to be like, oh, white women rock. We know that when y'all are all over every single billboard or magazine. We know that when every European designer makes their clothes for you and your little bodies. Like, we know. So, you know, that was funny to me. But anyway, um, I am actually... As we speak, getting ready to do the last of my um, my last minute packing for this weekend because I am flying out to sunny, beautiful San Diego, California tomorrow for Return of the Gods. Um, I am so excited to get out there. I am like lit. We're going to have a ball. Uh, we're not going to do Queen of the Week this week because my laptop is giving me some problems and... Uh, we're not, I'm not going to be able to record the audio I need to record. Uh, we are all out of time for this week. Don't forget to keep sending me show topics and don't forget to call in to give me your worst first date stories. We are going to get hashtag black dating together and more effective and with purpose in 2018. I will see you all next week. And as always, peace, love and black power.